You're listening to the Punisher Waterfowls, the Union 0430 podcast. Brought to you by Real Geese Decoys, the most technologically advanced silhouette decoy on the market. First Light, the best hunting gear on the planet. Go farther, stay longer. And Ducklander Calls, tradition, education, and quality. Built to hunt. Everybody, welcome back to the Union 0430. This is episode 143. And as usual, we always come through with some pretty amazing guests. And this week, well, two things. Um, Ryan is here, which is awesome because uh, for those of you that don't know, uh, Ryan comes on every 20 to 30 episodes um, hmm. at just to make an appearance. Uh, when he when he's got the time um philly is on um coming to us from ontario ryan is on coming to us from nova scotia dave and mark god knows where they are and what they're doing but coming to us from oregon we got mr mario friendly coming to us with final approach everybody knows the name um so when i reach definitely him, yeah everybody knows the name um, and when I reached out to you, Mario, and I said, Hey, listen, you should come on the show. You were like, yeah, let's, let's, let's do it. Like let's there was go. no, there was no convincing whatsoever. You were like, yeah, let's do it. Let's you give me a time and, uh, and I'll be there. So a little bit of back and forth because, um, yeah. everybody, uh, it's okay. If you get mad at Mario right off 100%. The because yep. he's leaving tomorrow <laughs> to go hunt snows in, in Saskatchewan. So we've already chewed them out off air told them told told them what we thought about them and uh and we're going to get on with the show here right now so mario buddy thank you so much for coming on the show Uh, i really appreciate it uh so it's it's good to have you and and i'm glad we got you before now the only thing is we got to get you back after your hunt in saskatchewan oh no no doubt we could talk we could talk anytime i mean the you know one of the you know I'll, i'll go through just a little bit of background but so it'll lead me to what I'm about to say. So uh, we bought the company from Vista, mm-hmm. right? Which owned like, you know, Vista owns everything. They have 40 brands, 30, like whatever in the outdoor industry. Yeah. And we, we, we bought Final Approach uh, from them in 18. 2018, July of 2018. Yeah. And we started grinding then. And, and it was like a fact-finding mission. And, and I'll, I'll try to make this short because it's it's long, but it was like a fact-finding mission on like the factories they were using and and go through all the products and what's going to what's going to continue, what's going to go away, what can we make better, you know, is this price fair for what we're getting it made for, can we make it better, can we make it less expensive, like it, like just a, like a year and a half of like finding facts, like going through right. paperwork, going to China, like going through all this stuff. Um, and the, the cool thing about everything is that it was, it wasn't like left for dead. It just was like, you Stay know, the up. brand was just like kind of sliding through, right? Yeah, it had it a couple of changes in buyers, right? And a couple changes in buyers. And uh, the main thing is they didn't ruin the name. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Like that was like the main thing. And my whole goal was to get all the products and get everything right and get the team together and get all that going. And then, you know, obviously attack the U S first and, and get everything back going. But Canada was, it was such a huge market for final approach like when it was going and it, and in its heyday, I mean, Phil said it before we even got on, like, you know, his first blind was a, was a FA, you know, eliminator, like, like everybody's was like it, if you were growing up at that time, you know, hundred percent, that was it. Right. So we, we wanted to get back to there because Canada was such, oh man, like Canada was huge for final approach. Absolutely huge. So well, that's what we're pushing for, you know, and, and Bill, Ryan, you guys have been on, we've done this show a million times and, and listen, the majority of our 
the majority of our industry guests that have been on this show have been from south of the border, which is, you know, that's just the way it is. Um, but I don't think, and, and I'm not slagging on any guests that we've had in the past, boys, but I don't think we've had anybody come on right on the outset and say, you know, Canada was such a big market for us, like like what Mario was saying. Mm -hmm. Well, it's, it's funny. Like there was there was a clothing company I used to represent, and <laughs> they don't they don't ship to Canada. Yeah. Like, what? Why is this so difficult? Whoa! Like, how do you not? Like, like how do you not do that? You, you know what you, I mean? You you put a box in the mail with with some scribble on it and <laughs> and a little stamp and some. Some magical man gets it across that border. It's like, yeah, it's a miracle, right? Like we right, can put somebody on the moon, but we can't put, we can't send some clothing to Canada, right? Yeah. Wow. I don't get it. But you like know what? First Light, which uses FedEx. Yeah. 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 First Light uses FedEx. Yeah. And from Utah to the metropolis of Port Perry, Ontario. I've seen stuff arrive in as fast as four days. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a uh, it's a wonder of the world that whole yeah. shipping thing, right? Right. Mind blown. Yes, hundred percent. Mind blown. We we can grow sheep in a fucking bowl. <laughs> Can't get clothes across the border. That's true. We can do all kind of stuff. Like, listen, there's been crazier stuff done. There's no doubt about it. Yeah. If there's a title. If there's a title for this episode, that was it. We can grow sheep in a bowl. Ryan, what do you think? Let's go with it. <laughs> let's go with it. He said, let's, yeah. let's roll with it. Let's roll with it. Um, yeah. Oh but Mario, God. you know, like, you know, you sort of alluded to it, right? Like you guys bought the company in 2018. It was established it wasn't a, it, the company wasn't built uh, or built originally to, right. to, to be a big money generator or to become rich and famous. It was just a hunter that just wanted to, to, to continue hunting There's to be no as doubt. comfortable as, as that he could be. And, and the, uh, the eliminator was born, which, you know, in, in, you know, 25, so what are we looking at? About about 30 years ago when the Eliminator came out. Yeah. Yep. I could be wrong, but I don't think there was anything else out. There was no coffin blinds out at that time, right? No, like, the, and honestly, you know, Phil talks about the one that he had, but honestly, the first one, see, Ron Latchaw had started it, and Ron was in Oregon, actually, Southern Oregon, uh, and the first blinds he built were called sliders. Okay. And, and if you, if you ever like hear of one or whatever, you got to get pictures. Cause it's something that you'll say to yourself, like, what in the hell was that? Right. Yeah. Well, it was, it was huge. You couldn't carry it out to a field. You couldn't do anything. And it had this big door that you slid so you can get up and shoot. Oh, and it was like, wood and all this other stuff and then they're like and then ron was like i gotta make it lighter so then he meets this guy duke levan who's in washington well duke works for duke's a machinist who you know him and ron start hunting together and and duke can do all this aluminum stuff and he starts making frames and then they start sewing you know fabric mm -hmm. together and then it then it then it starts so there like you said there was nothing on the market it literally was like 1993 and then I, I don't know how many years after, you know, somebody else came with one mm -hmm. and it, it had to be at least three years. It had, if not more, I don't, I don't know that offhand. I know who did it, but I don't know right. how many years it was, but yeah, it was after. So, so now, you know, you sort and again, you, you touched on it, the company, it wasn't that it was fallen or it was becoming irrelevant or anything, but it was becoming a little bit stagnant. Um, and then you guys stepped in all, all waterfowl hunters. So, so that's the one thing about the purchase of, of vinyl approach. It wasn't a big corporation that like you guys aren't a big, you were all, all hunters, right? 
I, I mean, I, I've been, you know, I remember the first time going with my dad, you know, I couldn't even, I couldn't even carry a BB gun. You know, I was getting drug in, you know, I had like little rubber boots on and I got st stuck on a swamp on this reservoir on this stump. And I sat there and, and watched my dad and the dog. I mean, we're talking, you know, ages ago and I've been chasing birds, you know, ever since. And everybody affiliated with the company is a waterfowler and that, and, and, you know, it, Phil said he was kind of in the, in the industry for a little bit or doing this or doing that. I mean, and you guys know from maybe talking to people like, listen, there's a lot of companies out there that are in the outdoor space that the CEO, you know, and the top 10 guys from down, from him down, never stepped foot in the woods. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Mm -hmm. How can you do that? You can't yeah. do that. Yeah. You sound that you sound like stories that Ryan talks about when his dad would drag him along and he had grocery bags in his rubber boots because they leaked and hundred percent. Right. <laughs> yeah. So I could have used some of those this morning. <laughs> yeah. Apparently I need new Turkey boots. <laughs> I think everybody's done that, Ryan. I think everybody's dad has pulled that truck out. You know what I mean? Yeah. Cause it's like, you, you, you haven't lived until you've protected, uh, used a grocery bag as a water barrier. Yeah, so that, that, that was Gore-Tex of the early nineties. Yeah, oh, but it wasn't, it wasn't very breathable. wasn't very breathable. But uh... oh no, my God, no, no. <laughs> well, well, it's funny nowadays. At least I don't know what it's like down where you are, Mario. But at least up here, like in Ontario, they're like eliminating grocery bags. Oh, plastic mm -hmm. bags are. Yeah, so like you can't even afford to use those in your boots because they're like a hot commodity. <laughs> they're hundred percent are. Yeah, we're we're to like you have to actually hear you have to pay five cents per bag. Yeah, mm -hmm. same here. And yeah. uh, they want you to use like just reusable bags, which is fine. That's all good. But yeah, I, I have, don't worry. I have a stash in the garage. Any kids <laughs> can come over and get it if their boots are leaking. <laughs> like we all do. Come on down. <laughs> That's funny. Um, okay. So final approach. So listen, I know you guys got stuff on the cooker. Like there's stuff coming out. I, I know I listen and you don't have to be you don't have to be a rocket scientist to see it like your your social media game is stepping up you yeah, guys are making more you know you're you're being way more visible lately on 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 the social medias and stuff yeah. like that so listen Mary let, let let's cut to the chase here let's let's, let's talk yeah let's talk about some stuff that's coming out for final approach because listen um Anybody that's listened to this show and, and has listened to all of the people that have been on here as guests in the past, like the waterfowling world in North America is a very, very small piece of the pie when it very, comes to when it comes very. to the hunting world in, in North America, right? Um, a very small, very small slice of the pie. And you've got some big names that have been around for a long time and everybody is all sort of kind of going after the same the same people right so yes um yes. and ryan and i and and phil and we've all talked about this that now um i couldn't imagine owning a company or being part of a company where you've got to try and be innovative or try and come up with that new idea that that someone is that you've got to put out on a social media blast where a waterfowler is going to go. That's it. That's the right. trick right there. I need it. I, <laughs> I, I need it. The, I need yeah. five of them. Yeah. I remember when I really started to hunt, like as an individual, like, you know, not with my dad, kind of like early two thousands, like 2003, 2004. Right. I say that doesn't sound that long ago, but it's two decades ago. Now it scares right. the shit out of me, but right. Right. Um, it really back then there was only, there was only two brands. It was, it was Avery and Final Approach, and that was it. It was it was Agreed. a two horse town, period, hundred yep. percent. Um, so twenty eight, where you guys pick it up in twenty eighteen now, the market from then till now is oh. is night and day. Yes. There's a million. There's some yeah. way more bigger players from those from those days now. So like, what challenges when you guys kind of take the reins in twenty eighteen? What what's your initial challenges? with like, hey, how do we attack the market? How do we solidify ourselves to back to the good old days again? You know, um, actually, you just said it right there. You said like, get back to the good old days, right? So, and the good old days meant like, so 
my first like pro staff gig, let's call it, or whatever was with final approach way back. Right. And I was in it for the heyday. Right. So getting back to the good old days was absolutely the whole point. Like get back to products that last for more than a season products that you can be proud of when you get in them, use them, abuse them, and they, they're durable or they're comfortable or, and, and to be on top of all of that, like, like, yeah, listen, it's a business and we got to make some money, but I'm not trying to gouge anybody. You know what I mean? Like, we're not going, Oh, this is, we're going to make a killing. Like, let's do this. Like, that's not what it's about because I go back to that thing about, you know, the, uh, you know, guys running a company that aren't waterfowlers, they're not an end user, right? So they don't, they don't, they don't walk into a store and look at the shelf and go, well, that one's $40. This one's $60. That one's a hundred dollars. I don't know if I want 40, hundred's too much. I'm going to go in the middle at 60 or whatever. You know what I mean? You're looking at that wall or whatever, and you're, you don't know where to turn. And I wanted to get it back to where when you come in and you, you see the logo, you go, I know that's going to be good, right? I know it's going to work. I know it's going to be durable. And you know what? Like, listen, everything isn't bomb proof, right? If there's a problem like customer service, there's literally two folks, two people who look at customer service emails. I have a guy who is incredible in the office that does it. And I have access and I look every morning. So if I see a problem, I'm the first one to know that, hey, something's wrong. We got to look at that really quick. And so we take a lot of pride in that. And it's like, if you send an email, you know, something's wrong, something broke, like, we'll look at it like, hey, you know, sometimes it's operator error, we'll help you out this, whatever, you know, other times it's like, oh, you know, I haven't seen that issue, uh, but we'll fix it. You know what I mean? And I'll take a look into that and see what's going on. So I am on the front lines of the whole thing. So like when you go to the store and grab something, like you're not left for dead. Like somebody is there and we back our stuff. That's as, that's as plain as I could put it. Awesome. Um, I, I always wonder how many customer service calls come in. Um, <laughs> my decoys... Uh, my decoy is is all fucked up. Uh, well, send us a picture of it and let us have a look at it. Um, 100% we do that. Like, so did somebody so, drive over your decoy? <laughs> shot it. Shot well, it. And here's, here's the good thing. And all you guys will know this, right? And, and I know this especially um, just from seeing everything. Somebody sends an email and, and one of us will reply and say, just like you said, send us some pictures let us know what's going on and then we took a look at it and then we'll take a look and see when they bought them mm -hmm. and then it's like you know you can tell if it's like you said if they 100%. drug it down the road behind the trailer or you know is there is there you know like hey listen listen shit happens in manufacturing mm -hmm. we're not making one of them we're making thousands so if somebody missed a step or something happened or you know, like, especially on the decoys, like if something happens and like paint didn't stick in one little area or something like shit happens, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Like it's, this isn't a perfect process. So we'll take a look at it. And if we think it's wrong, we'll, we'll take care of it. You know what I mean? We're always back in our stuff, but you know, we're also there to take a look at stuff and be like, this one's a little shady. Like, <laughs> yeah. I, I, you yeah. know what I mean? Like there are you, people you, like you, that, unfortunately. Oh, yeah. weed weed out a couple of the yeah i mean i hate to yeah. say that but but no, there just there is i hate it right you shouldn't have the hate to say that because th those people are, are <laughs> they're trying to cheat the system hey listen nobody understands it more than i do i understand that that the stuff is expensive and there's a tear that comes out of my eye every time i shoot a decoy um <laughs> But you can't cheat the system. The system is the system. And, and yeah, if right. you're going to try to cheat it, well, then be prepared to be called out that you're trying to cheat the system. And you can't bullshit a bullshitter. They're 100%. <laughs> well, but you now know, back, and, to, back to what Ryan was saying. Yeah. Um, so, so, yeah. So, like, now, you know, how, 
you're attacking this and 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 I'm serious when I'm saying this that yeah. we're seeing we're seeing uh final approach being on social media more being a bit more active um you know so so what's coming what 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 are we looking forward to for fall or for the season of 2023 so it took us it took us a few years to get the right distributor in Canada, right? Okay. So, so there is two stores over in Calgary, two Canadian tire stores yeah. that, that Joe, this guy, Joe owns, and Jeff is the main guy that helps us and help us get it in there. So they are being our distributor right now. They can ship all across all the provinces. Mm-hmm. And we were just a hair late on some items last year. Like, mm-hmm. Because they're they're listen freight and shipping and and factory stuff has been just a shit show for the last few years, right? So last year a couple of things happened, so we missed like the beginning of the season a little bit, like that early September. So there's new honkers there, you know what I mean? Like everything comes a little late, so we got new full bodies and stuff like that that maybe people didn't get a chance to get. So this year is going to be finally like the first full year that you're going to see everything. You'll see new, you, you know, new live honkers, which are the top of the line honkers. Uh, you're going to see some uh, some more silhouettes we're putting out because the silhouette game is getting crazy. Um, big for you guys over on that that flyway is uh, the newest thing will be the divers this year, the foam filled divers, which is going to be a, a a huge deal uh, over there. I use them out here on the coast. So uh, I'm excited. Like I literally just got the paint renderings and they look absolutely sick. Awesome. So I'm a little, I'm a little pumped about those. And there's a, there's a couple, you know, there's a couple other things. Uh, there's another uh, stand-up line that's coming. That's a little bit bigger. Um, you know, there's a couple bags and, and incidental things. And, and, you know, the, the other thing that we're trying to do all the time is we're trying to, and, and you guys said it before, you know, with everything on the market, like, how do you come up with, you know, that next thing? Uh-huh. And, and the good thing is like, if you're an end user and everybody hunts, like somebody's going to come up with an idea to make it easier. Right. Because it, that's where all the innovation comes from. redneck duck and goose hunters that were like hey i need this or i need that or why don't we do it like that's how it happens yeah so we have those guys that are always submitting ideas and we're going through them and obviously you get to pick the you know the most mass appeal ones or the ones that are going to sell or whatever so you got to sift through them but you know there's still more innovation to come so yeah Yeah, and and i think that's an important like we've said it on here like i i couldn't imagine like how how are you going to create that next thing but um you know 20 years ago people were saying the same thing and then the coffin blind came out and then you know the coffin blind ran its course and then everybody went to the you know um panel blinds and then you know it's always there's always the evolution it's always it's always there's somebody one person yep that will start it right and and one person comes up with the idea and he just got that one person just needs to talk to that one right person and and then the ball starts rolling and things happen right and listen the birds the birds go in cycles too like you know like how many times were you laying in the middle of the field and they're like they're skirting off you and then you're like we got to go to the edge just like it was like hey we're on the edge and they're skirting away from us let's get in the middle of the field with a layout like yeah. Like the birds also get hip to everything that's going on too. Like, you know, I swear they get, you know, they got the internet too and they're looking at all the new stuff coming out and they're like, Oh yeah. Okay. So we got to hide from that now. Like well, how many they... times, yeah. How many times do you hear people <laughs> say, um, well, you know, that's, that's early birds. Um, so you can, you can get away, you can get away with anything with early birds and then, yep. and then there's educate yeah. and then it's the educator birds, right? It's, it's nesting season right now. So yeah. if a pair of geese can stay together all year and go back to the same river in the same part of the world yeah. on the exact same bank year <laughs> after year, yeah. they can figure out what's going on in a decoy good spread. Point. Good point. At work, we call that a clue. A clue. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
that's that's the detective work coming out of you there, Phil. I, I passed. I passed a course, <laughs> Phil Colombo. It, it was only five days, but I passed okay, it, Phil Colombo. Yeah. Um, I, I always say they get they get uh, uh, just like you're saying that I always say they get conditioned right so they're yeah. not like let's say smart right no like mm-hmm. they don't have I, I don't want to say they don't have a memory but it's kind of in that line like they get conditioned like hey how many times are we going to bomb into this spinning wing thing and get shot at until we go Hey, I don't know about the spinning wing thing. <laughs> Last time we went in there, like a bunch of us got peeled out or, you know, you know, it could be anything like, like yeah. that stuff, like they get conditioned and yeah. the more they see the same thing. That's the yeah, other absolutely. thing. If you yeah. keep eating at McDonald's and you keep getting food poisoning, you're probably going to stay away from the gold marriages. Or you're probably just going to die and get filtered out of the system. Right. Yeah. Either way. Call that dark. Was it Darwinism? survival of the fittest survival of the fittest well but at the end of the day they're wild animals right and wild animals succeed in the wild by um recognizing what threats are yes and their will to survive and 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 live and all that right absolutely so so we've you know they've got a brain the size of a pea but that doesn't take away from the fact that they are geared to survive that's Um, right so I, th- I think a lot of the stuff we use is going to be like cyclical. Like, you know, with the advancements of layout blinds, they were like the hottest thing. And like yep. everyone and their cousins been using them. And believe me, I still own one and wholeheartedly, they still have a time and a place. That's right. But like, there's been the big transition to like the panels and the A frame yep. stop lines. Yep. So there's going to come a time where like birds are not going to decoy to a clump of grass in the middle of a field. Guess That's what? Right you're back to layout blinds and there's just, no yeah. doubt and that's back why and you got to have everything in your in yeah. your you know have in the, your toolbox let's say right so like you're not going to frame a house with a, a crowbar you're going to frame it with a hammer right mm-hmm. you know like you got to have this for the job so you don't know what's going to happen but they're yeah. absolutely on a cycle but, and that, so and then th- this is something that's been that's been coming up um a lot lately with people that I've been talking to. And listen, I was one of the, I, w- I was of the same person, you know, sure. back 20 years ago when I didn't have money to be going every year and buying new stuff and, or yeah. buying the newest or the latest and greatest. Right. And, and one of my biggest fears with doing this show and, and talking to people and having people come on is, is my, one of my biggest fears is that there's a, a 15 year old kid um, that's listening to this and is saying, okay, this is what I got to have. Listen, don't w- just go out. Don't worry about the gear that 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 you think or that social media or Damian Pittman and and Mario Friendly is is telling you that you got to have. Don't worry about that right now. Just yep. get out and have some fun and 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 hunt and try and figure stuff out. Do what all of us done because no, Mario, I know you didn't. Phil, I know you didn't, and Ryan, I know you didn't. We didn't start hunting wearing Sitka or First Light. <laughs> we didn't have breathable waders. We no. didn't have we didn't have a two thousand dollar auto lo- loader no. uh, with fully flocked decoys. Do you know what I mean? Um, so it, it, it it's awesome to have people come on the show and talk about these new products and stuff. And listen, I I'm a I'm a gear nut, so I love when new stuff comes out. Right. But for anybody that's listening, that's just starting out, or you're just not in the position today to yeah. be going out and buying everything. Listen, don't worry about it. Just get out there. Just whatever it is that you got to do to get out, then do it. We lost it's a marathon, there, not a race. Yeah, we lost yeah. you there, Mario. We oh, I don't you. know. Let me take a no, look. Lost, and see. lost your video, anyways. Huh. Yeah. It's oh, a, there we go. It, it's a marathon, not a race. Yeah. It, it is. And, and whatever yeah. you can afford, whatever you can get, whether you get, you know, stuff handed down or you find an old timer who will give you some decoys or give you some clothing or whatever. Like, listen, that's the way we did it, you know, back in the day. Mm-hmm. Like you just got whatever you could. And then we, you know, the most important thing is just to get out. Like, that's right. It doesn't matter what you do, like ride your bike to go fishing, like walk down, like do whatever you need to do, like go. You know, that's yeah. the most important thing that we get more people in the sport. And, and, you know, we always talk about, you know, young kids and getting the young kids in, 
I mean, shit, I always say take whoever, you know, somebody's in their 40s, 50s, 60s, they've never been like, take them, you don't know what they're gonna, they might go, holy God, how was I missing this my whole life? Like, well, Mario, one thing my head blow. One thing that we've heard about up here, um, and I don't know uh, south of the border if if these are big things, um, but they certainly are around here where um, your local conservation authority or your local DU chapter or rod and gun club, whatever it is, but they'll do an introductory days to hunting, right? Where they'll bring out kids. Well, one thing that we've been seeing, what we've been told is that... um, you know, for the sake of a single mom, a single mom brings her kid out this, this morning to do an introductory course on waterfowling. And then, um, the mom's like, you know what, I, I think I'd want to do this to spend some time yeah. with my kid. So now yeah. you've got a 40 year old mom that, that now, now you've got her hook. Okay. So now, yeah. now we got a different beast, right? And That's right. So now we've got a 40 year old woman that's brand new to this sport learning with her child um okay so now what what are we going to do like how are we going to how are we going to ensure that we retain right that we right that we retain that 40 year old woman so that she continues and then introduces more of her friends more of her friends kids stuff like that you know so one of the questions i was going to ask you was you know how how do you as someone that's been in this world for a for a long time, not to date you, but yeah, um, you know, you've been in it for a long time, and you see this social media side of things now, where where things are being pushed down. People, how do we retain the new hunter now? You know, there. First of all, there's a lot of organizations. Doesn't matter where you are, right? So, like, I don't know what's I don't know what's over by you guys. Uh, but I know the one that comes to my mind first before I bring it down to the States is in Alberta, there's a, an organization called Harvest Your Own. And it is all about hunting and new hunters. It's about going out. It's about recipes. It's about how do I skin an animal? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, how do I skin a deer? It's about, you know, okay, how do I put decoys out? like like it's 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 from here to there it's everything yeah uh down here california is really good about it i'll tell you their program really quick but oregon is they have the same thing they have an introductory weekend you sign up your kids to go on a youth hunt they all have to come parents and whoever's going with them guardian come they get an introductory they go through everything bird id what you're going to do, what you're wearing, like everything. And then uh, I've done a bunch of them, but you go and you give a seminar and you talk about this or whatever. But the coolest thing that we have at our youth hunting property, which is owned by the the feds uh, or it's state owned, I'm sorry. No, I'm sorry. It is federal owned. So there is a program there that, like you said, there's a, there's a woman who's 40 her son wants to go, so she signs up. She's a new hunter. Well, when you fill out the form to apply for the hunt, it says, would you like a person to go with you to call? Would you like a person to go with you to bring a dog? Like, you can check all this off. And cool. my buddy James and a couple other friends, like, we've all done it. We've all had, you know, we've all given our time to go do it. And it's like, you know, you go all of a sudden, like I had a little girl who was, you know, she was like nine and she shot her first bird. It was a spoonie. Her dad never duck hunted. She was so into it. Her head almost exploded. Right. And dad always hunted elk and she went elk hunting. And now it's like, oh, I, I think I need to get into this. This is so much fun. That's how it happens. That's how you retain it. When the kids are in it, then she yeah. sees it or he sees it and he's in it. So and California does kind of the same kind of programs. They have huge, you know, youth programs where actually the kids have to go for the whole weekend and fish and wildlife guys talk to them and they go through bird ID. They go through, you know, cooking birds, breasting birds, cleaning birds, like doing everything about the whole experience. And that's what you got to do. You got to make it easy to access the information, which everything is out there. 
but I think the thing that always kills it, which is tough, is properties. Yeah. Do they have access? And down here, it's harder than up by you guys, right? Yeah. It might um, be harder where you are versus Alberta or Saskatchewan because of the population, right? It, yeah. It's not getting any easier around here. Right. So the access is 100 that 100% like, are we going to retain people or whatever? So, so that, so the, the, the provinces, the states, like everybody has to do a better job of managing and keeping those things going. Cause that's, what's going to keep the, the new people. They don't have money to buy into a duck club, go on a guided hunt. Like they just want to get out in the woods and maybe shoot a few birds and go home. Like, Ryan, um, I know you had a big, like you did, you and Merck, both of you, um, donated a lot of your time when you were in the Ottawa Valley to that, you know, that first hunt sort of kind of thing. Um, did you guys ever experience that, that parent that wanted to, to get into it with the kid? We, uh, it was kind of, I was kind of thinking about it um, when Mary, I was talking about it actually and it happened on a few occasions where we have like, you know, you get like your, your 13, 14, 15 year old kid and they come through our mentorship program. That's what it was. And we take them hunting. And, and, you know, we also had what what's my opinion was the real hook is we had what's called a family day um, in August and it's like a barbecue and we have like decoy setups and the kids that are in the program, they actually lay in a layout blind for the first time. And we show them with like broomsticks how to actually get out of the layout blind and shoulder like when they'll actually get, go on the hunt and we have like dogs dog training seminars and calling training and all this like all these activities and it's open for the whole family so you have these kids going through the program and their moms and their dads and their grandparents are there and their little brothers and sisters are there and yeah. i did this for i don't know five six years myself and mark and it was cool because one year you would have the 15 year old older sister and then two years later you have the younger brother come through too and then you're you know the parents remember you and they recognize you and they come up and they're like well both my kids do this now so i'm in i'm into this like no that's what that's yeah you're like thanks for nothing and i was like well i tried to warn you so thanks for emptying my bank account now on on yeah i've got i've got hockey season and hunting season well good luck good luck to you I mean, you gotta, you gotta round out your kids, you know what I mean? So they do a yeah. lot and figure out what they want to do. Absolutely. So, what's, that, mean, what's that, what's uh, that mean that goes around? Look, you introduce your kids to duck hunting. They won't have any money to buy drugs. So uh, yeah, keep, exactly. keep, them, <laughs> keep them in the yeah. duck hunting, no money yeah. to buy drugs. Um, yeah. Sorry. I had something that I was going to ask. Them no, 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 no. You're good. Like I, like, you know, like you were saying, uh, I had a kid who, this, this one comes to my memory all the time and I tell it all the time because he's actually been on our, our web series on one of our uh, shows on our YouTube channel. Uh, Kevin was his name. His, his mom emailed me in the middle of nowhere like during hunting season one time and says, my son wants to go duck hunting. None of us duck hunt. I don't know where he's getting this from. He's like eight years old. He wants to go. He doesn't have his license, whatever. So we end up taking him and it's, it's a terrible day. It's cold, like really cold. And we're in layout blinds on the sheet water. And I literally brought like sleeping bag for him. Cause I'm like, Oh my God, this kid is going to freeze. Right. So like we shot literally two birds and his dad came and his dad didn't hunt. And, and he was like, that was it. He his he was hooked. Right. So now we fast forward, Kevin's like 20 years old now. And he helps me at a bunch of the properties here. His dad is in my duck club and his dad's now like a hunting fanatic. Like all this goes full circle all because some eight-year-old kid like saw like something on TV and was yeah. like, Oh my God, I want to go do that. Bam. There it is. And you know what? As much, um, I'll you I'll use this term very loosely when I say the hardcore duck hunters. So when, when Duck Dynasty come out, I think a lot of the hardcore duck hunters sort of kind of put their nose up at it because they're like, uh, it, it's not doing anything great for the sport and, and all this. And, and you know what? There, there may be some examples of that.
but there was uh, there's also a ton of examples of eight year old kids that that was what got them hooked. They were like, you know what, this looks like a lot of fun. Fun, and, right? And there was some that that did it just, and it was a quick fad. Um, when it got really cold and really miserable out, they were like, well, this isn't for me. But, <laughs> right. then, yeah. but then there were a lot of people that that Duck Dynasty and and the the advent of remember when the DVDs were a big thing. Oh, um, bro, are you kidding me? Um, you know those were the those were the golden days, and that's when recruitment was just it was just going through the roof because there was DVDs, there were shows. I I know like. I didn't even used to do it. And it was Ryan that got me into it. Right. I would go over to Ryan's house and, and he would watch uh, like these friggin' videos on YouTube (laughs) through his, through his PlayStation. He'd be like, Hey, did you see this? I remember, uh, remember the Nomad series. Remember those oh, guys? Yeah, yeah that's good. Hey, Mario, I gotta. Yeah. I think when your name popped up, I was like, were, were you on a Buck Gardner video back in the day, bro? Yeah. I worked for I worked for yeah. Buck. I worked for Buck in two thousand and five. Two like yeah. right in there, like two thousand and four to like two thousand and seven. Yeah, made America, made in America, right? Made that's in America. Around. Great. Yep. I, I have two. I have two copies of that DVD oh, for some my reason. God. But. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. And we did yeah. that. We did that one because for some reason something happened and we couldn't go to Canada. And we all said, well, why don't we just shoot it all down here? You know what I mean? No, yeah. no slight against Canada, but something happened and we couldn't go. Yeah. So yeah. we were like, because you know, if if you're smart, you go up and start your season there just because like yeah, you know you're gonna see a ton of birds. Doesn't matter where you go, like it's gonna happen. So, yeah. so yeah, I worked for, I worked for Buck for a while. Uh, and then, and then I got a job working for Fred, uh, at Zinc and AVNX. And then we got bought by Plano Synergy mm-hmm. and then, and then Plano Synergy just got bought again, but I got out before that. So yeah, like it's been a, it's been a long, long road and I was guiding before all this. So, yeah. you know, it, it, it really goes back and it's changed a lot. And, and, and the thing Dan, that you were talking about on the videos, I talk about this all the time. And especially with like, we talk about like the new generation and, and it's no disrespect or nothing, but, but the thing about that I like to say is, you know, back when you were watching videos and Ryan, you were watching them, right? Like you were looking up to these guys, like, you know, you're watching, you were watching Buck or you're watching, you know, Phil, or you're watching Barney Califf, right? You're watching yeah. all these Tim Grouch, you're watching all these guys that are like royal these icons and foils, yeah. right? You just, I mean, you could just keep talking about them. You know, you talk about Randy Bartz in Minnesota or uh, I mean, crap, there's a million guys, right? And we're losing all those guys now. They're, they've, they're passing away. They don't do anything anymore. Like we're using, losing all those that dvd tv era and now we're going to like the youtube star and I, i'm not trying to slight the youtube guys and that kind of stuff but it's like the guys who were doing the videos were like really doing it to you know show what they could do and try to give you some instruction and help you out and that's what furthered i think all the guys watching those videos because how much stuff did you guys learn off of watching mm-hmm. those videos and yeah. going and I yeah. think we've kind of lost our way a little bit on that now. And I'm not going to say it's everybody. It's not, but it's like, you know, how many, how many birds did you shoot or show me the pile pictures or, or whatever. Like I would, I would rather push stuff in and say, Hey, listen, you know, the reason we did this today is because, you know, the birds were, you know, kicking us in the ass and we had to move the wind shifted. Like we did that, like whatever. Right. Yeah. So, so maybe that could help somebody else because I've always been a big, believer in that kind of stuff even when like you know ryan you probably remember when seminars were huge at stores and stuff right yeah bro i I couldn't wait to go do a seminar because i was so excited that somebody might come out of it and learn something and then they go and do it and then it works for them and they're more successful and like like i that that's all i wanted to do was do those and i wasn't like you know I, i wouldn't get up and talk like i was you know, like I knew more than everybody, I would always say, and I should, I still say it now. I said, listen, the only reason that I'm going to try to give you some information and help you 
is because I've spent so much time in the field that things have gone wrong for us so many times and we just figured out how to correct it. So if I could pass some of that stuff on to you guys. So when you, you know, when you hit that problem or it happens to you or do this, so it doesn't happen. Like that's all I was, that's all I was ever trying to push hard, you know? Man, I'm, I'm so glad you dropped Bernie Gale's name there. Cause oh, like, man. <laughs> the, the, the take him series was oh. like my all time favorite hunting DVD. Like just, you just served a huge piece of like nostalgia pie to the, me there. That was the only amazing. thing about Barney. I would be sitting watching Barney and he'd be in that big ass boat. Right. Mm. And I'd sit there and I'd go, Barney, buy a freaking dog, bro. <laughs> That's all I would yeah. think the whole time. Like, I'm a dog guy. I'm a dog nut. Like, I love the dogs. And I'm thinking to myself, Barney, you waterfowl hunt like a madman out of the boat. Yeah. Somebody bring a damn dog and put it in that damn boat. <laughs> and every, every time I'm hunting and it's like slow and I'm like, or it's crappy out. I'm like, I don't know. I might pack it up. I, I just stick and stay. Uh, what is it? What did you say? Stick and stay and make them pay. Like, That's right. right. I'm staying. I'm staying. <laughs> I, yeah. I, you guys brought up something there when you were talking about the DVDs, right? And and talking about you know today's culture where it it's the the picks of the of the piles, right? And and right. and all that, which seems so. Do you guys think that this is a fair statement? So even when Fred and um, you know all of these guys were doing all these videos, Sean Stall, all these guys oh, were yeah. traveling around doing all these videos. The piles, because everybody wants to shoot birds, right? Like No that, doubt. Right? Everybody wants to have a banger hunt. But in all those videos, all those DVDs back in the day, the pile was strategically placed. It All the attention wasn't on the pile, right? Like you mm-hmm. to get a quick shot of a pile of birds at the very end of the video. Right? <clears throat> and it would always be that you know, the stack of birds and the camera going down the line, right? Yeah. And that, yeah. but that was, it was very strategic. It was placed there. Listen, we got our birds. Um, right. We had, we had a, we had a banger hunt. Well, you saw all the hard work that went into yeah. it. Exactly. Before right? yeah. you Absolutely. saw the pile, right? Yeah. And, and then you were like, like, like Ryan, like Ryan said, you you watch the whole video and you saw them like get the truck stuck and they they had to get out of the boat and pull like yep. like shit came off the rails right we flat tire like holy shit flat tire on the trailer like you already know that's happening right that's a yeah. gimme yeah. right that's like a normal day for some of us yeah i mean that's but it that's like, a normal day for most of us i think bill yeah oh, so yeah. you see all that and then you see still see them struggle and get through and then shoot their birds and and i, I think the thing is you felt like you were there right mm-hmm. you felt like you were with them on that hunt and you felt like part of the group and and it just made you feel good and it wanted to make you get out and go chase birds and wanted i think it wanted me like when i watched them i wanted to work harder and know more and i always watched videos i don't care i wanted to see where they were hunting you know what i mean that yeah. was the thing for yeah. me i wanted to see the scenery i didn't care like you know you know, of course, everybody wants to shoot birds and there's the pile or whatever. But I'm like, holy God, look at Barney's on that river with that boat. And I'm like, holy God, I want to go there one day. Like just just things like that would just that that would get me all tuned in. The backdrop what? was like I was oh. like my whole I'd watch those videos. I'm like, man, if I can find a spot where I can hunt flooded buckbrush or <laughs> oh. like a flooded like a flooded bean <clears throat> field, like where I can hide. Like I'm always looking for oh. spots that I can replicate where I saw like, it's like, I'm trying to relive a memory that I saw through another, mm-hmm. like through a yeah. DVD. Like, it's just, I know it sounds odd, but it, it, it's like this no. thing I'm constantly pursuing. Like it, it's not odd at all. It, it goes to show the power of, of what those series were. Right. Oh yeah. man. But, insane. But remember, and, and it didn't happen all the time and you didn't see it on every one of the DVDs, but every once in a while you would see it happen to someone. And these are, you know, to steal a term from Bobby Hayes, these are killers, right? Like these fellas yeah. are, yes. you know, breathing it and they're killers. They've, they've been walking the walk for a long time. And when yes. they would see a funky bird, how excited these grown ass men would get 
over a funky bird would oh, be quill absolute, oh buddy a quill it, yeah <laughs> you know what it'd be i yeah. remember me and ryan and mark down in nova scotia oh. for like three days like chase a bird like just following this bird around like through glass trying to find where is it oh, the, where we the seen bib, it the yeah, bib the mallard bib, the, the bib, bib mallard yeah. and we he's in my freezer that. right now it's <laughs> yeah. good but i tell yeah. you what but that it was just it was the it was those little things the excitement that that these grown-ass men yeah you felt been, it oh buddy it was it was it was a magical time it was a magical time so this is sort of kind of where i'm getting at now because i'm talking to to my friends and and stuff like this and I had this feeling, and Mario, you're in the industry where where marketing is, is a thing now. Um, I had this feeling, and and you could say I'm I'm really wrong, and you're not going to hurt my feelings. But I honestly think the days of social media making you famous, those days are over. I think social media is coming back now to what it was originally meant for, and that was quick updates quick stories, quick, um, this is what we're doing. This is a product I'm using. Hey, I'm using the new uh, Final Approach decoys. Here they are. Um, look at this. Um, here, this well, is it's, what we're using. It, it's, harder, it's harder now to grow your numbers, right? It's yeah. because everybody oh. has stuff out there, right? Tell it's me, really tell me hard. About it. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it, it's yeah. hard for everybody, right? Because everybody's fighting over the same eyeballs, right? And... Uh, reels are a big thing right now and everybody's mm -hmm. doing reels and stuff like that. And, and we're always trying to, you know, give a mix of stuff, like, you know, give some instruction, you know, you always got to throw some entertainment stuff in there. You got to put everything together just to stay relevant and just kind of keep up, you know, in people's lives. And like you said, like post, you know, be up to date, you know, give updates, do whatever. Like we're just trying to do that, you know, just to, just to have people, you know, because for me, like the social media reach is I would just want people to be a part of the family. Right. Yeah. And 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 keep up to date with us. What's new? Hey, I used this this morning. I, I liked it. Hey, I used this this morning and this is what happened. I didn't like it or something, whatever, like whatever it is. But the other thing, the other side of social media that that we didn't touch on and and which really is probably the bad part is. I think, I think there's a lot of people that are afraid to post because they know the backlash is coming, oh. right? Somebody posts, like, listen, somebody shoots like two spoonbills, right? And everybody's like, what did you do that for? Why did you shoot a hen? Like all the this. Spoonies just, are like, the real ripping. greenhead. The what? Spoonies are the real greenhead. Bro, they are the <laughs> other white meat, right? So, you know, everybody's, everybody, is afraid of that but then you have the people that do that kind of stuff and those are the people that like kind of kill it for me on the hunting side and that's the only thing i always get or i will get frustrated with like like i i've i've defended a couple guys that you know like hey he went on the management area he he his day off of work right he goes out he shoots three birds he shoots a hen mallard and a a spoonbill and a widgeon and he puts the pictures up and guys are like, you know, just start tearing them apart. And I said, I said, I, it was a local thing. And I just got on and I said, Hey, he had his day off. Yeah. He got to go hunting and shoot a couple birds. Like, do you guys really have to comment on something like that? Like, 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 and this is a guy that, that maybe is new. Maybe he gets out and hunts five times a year. Absolutely. Yeah. That's the kind of guy that I like yeah. because he's, well, he's doing the sport. He does it when he can. He's not like shooting his mouth off. He's not doing that. He's just like having a good time. And when people berate people like that, man, that's the thing that gets under my skin. The most. He's not, he's not trying to put like all greenheads for a social media platform. He's just trying to put meat on his table. Like, yeah. and he's just having a good time, plate. right? Yeah. But that, but that dude or or lady, that man or right. woman that does that, mm -hmm. they are the majority of us, right? Because there's there's not there's not many of us that can do it five days a week, right? No. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah. um, the guy that the guy and girl 
that works their 40 hours a week and they get Saturday morning, um, that's it. Those are the common people. What the, guys like me that can go anytime I want. There's not many of us. Like I, I don't have any friends that, well, I got one, Jason, that can do it, right? right. There's not many of these guys. But my thing with the social media side, um, so two things. So I'll talk on something that happened here in Ontario just, just yesterday. But the social media side of things is that, so when we're talking about the DVD age right. and, and those those royalties of of uh of waterfowling <laughs> no no doubt right but now you look at fellas and and it's not everybody just like i'm not painting everybody with the same brush but now there's this shock and odd thing because now you're trying to get the likes now you're trying to get the the shares right so, yes and so how many drivers and yeah how many you can pay for that yeah well you can pay for that but how many times did we see and we've talked about it. I know Ryan and Phil, we've talked about it where we've seen a dude with a dog and the dog breaks. They're shooting over the dog, just totally oh. unsafe. They know it's unsafe. They know they're going to get ripped apart about it, but they yeah. do it anyways because that gets views and it gets likes or dislikes and or it gets comments ooh. or something, but it keeps them relevant in that news cycle. And like they I mean? say, even bad publicity is good publicity. <laughs> I so, knew that was uh, coming, Phil. Yeah. But now, so here's the second part. So to touch on what you said, Mario, about people being afraid about the backlash. So turkey season right now in Ontario. So a young fella, him and his buddy go out into a field and they double up on two birds, right? Right. Just like what most of us do. Right. The one guy gets his picture taken with the two birds his buddy is behind the camera taking the picture taking the picture you would not believe the amount of asshats that jumped on this kid and and i'll say he was a kid he was in his late teens early 20s Um, yeah younger right phil you've probably seen it and just oh yeah on this kid what are you doing shooting two birds in a day who the fuck is taking the picture you dumbass like think and, about before. I'm you... sorry. Were you there? Yeah. Who the it... fuck's holding the camera? <laughs> but like... these are the things that is just. Like... This is why I drink, Mario. <laughs> <laughs> that's you know why what? most people do that. <laughs> it's you know no I mean? secret. It's stuff like this, they, they and that's reach... the that's the bad part. Like that's they... that's the thing. That's I said the backlash. Like like the kids went out, shot two turkeys. Like who cares? Like, did they shoot Jake's? Did they shoot Tom's? The the only thing I say is if they are in man, woman, child, hunter, angler, whatever, if they are in their limits of the law and they're abiding by the rules, whether it's trapping, hunting, fishing, gathering, like whatever, (laughs) if you're within the law, yeah. I'm good with that. I might not like, you know, you might I might not agree. That, like if you yeah. walk the roost and, and shoot the roost and kick all the birds off, like I might not agree with that. But I, if you got one day to get out and that's what you do, like I'm, I, I can't say anything about that. That's legal. At, right? at the end of the day, like you got two options. Give them an attaboy or shut your fucking pie hole. Or help them. Or you could say, hey, okay, listen. I option three. Right, right. So maybe you go, hey, you know, like, that's the thing I, I, I definitely notice. And I, I will throw a DM when I do see something like that, where somebody's yeah. getting ripped or whatever. And I go, hey, next time in here, I don't know why my thing keeps going out, but I'll refresh here. Uh, like, I'll say, hey, why don't you do this next time? Right? Oh, hi. Whoa. <laughs> hey there. That's way Change up close. Oh, let's see. Up How are you doing? And personal. That's oh, I got a like different camera. It. That's why. Oh, so here, let me tune it this way. There we go. There so, so I'll say, I'll say, Hey, why don't you do this? Right. Why don't you do this instead of like jump shooting the roost? Like, mm-hmm. why not do that? And, and they're like, Oh, you know, I didn't think of that. And then next time he's like, good to go. Right. Yeah. Hello. Like help the guy. Like, why do they, why, like, like back in the day, you talk about that kind of stuff, right, Damien? If, yeah. if you would have called Fred Zink or 
Tim Grounds or Sean Stahl or any of those guys and said, hey, I have a problem like the birds are doing this and I'm doing that and I'm not getting the results. I guarantee you they would have spent time on the phone because there was no text messaging or whatever. You would have been you would have been on the phone. Right. And they would have taken time out of their day and said, you know what, here's what to do. Try this. And you know what? There you go. That's the thing. Hunters need to help hunters. And anglers, everybody in this zone, right? Yeah. We need to help each other. You don't need to give them your spots. That's the thing. You don't need to tell them where to go, right? Because everybody's all panicked. Just help them out, though. That's how the sport keeps going. If you don't do that, this doesn't keep going. No, 100%. I've I've said it before on the show, and I'll say it again. We are our own worst enemy. You are right. You are right. And we got to get back to that. We got to get back to you know, pushing for, you know, like, like the thing is like, if somebody comes after like Hunter rights, like we're going to ban bear hunting in Nova Scotia, right? Holy God, the, everybody gets together. Right. Mm-hmm. But if somebody shoots a tur- two turkeys with two guys and they take a picture, they're up that guy's <laughs> ass. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. like one doesn't make this doesn't make sense. Like you're going, why did you guys just do that? Like, and waterfowlers, like two of the worst categories is waterfowlers and bow hunters <laughs> and fly yeah. fishermen. Yeah. <laughs> Here, hold on. Funny. Let me, let me hold, yeah. let me hold the yeah. fish. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, great point. Shit. Listen, we're at that. We're, we're just over our hour mark guys. Um, Mario, yeah. this is awesome, buddy, which means you got to come back on again. Because oh, listen, bro, you guys, you guys say whatever, like, yeah, you know, we, we, one thing I want to touch is, is, uh, we are going to do the Toronto show, uh, with you guys. We're going to be in that I area. Forgot, I can't yeah. believe I forgot to bring that up. So, so Ryan, I know how much you love hearing about, I the love Toronto, buddy. I love it. <laughs> how much you love hearing about the Toronto sportsman show. I'm happy about it now though. Yeah. Yeah. Surprise. yeah. yeah. Mario and that they've already, that their deposits paid. They're Paid coming the work's into the, done, yeah. Yeah, they're into the refuge. So Mario yep. and them are going to be at the Mario and, and Final Approach is going to be We're at excited. the Toronto, Toronto Sports Show. I can't, I can't believe I forgot to even bring that up. That's well, we're shooting this shit so much. Yeah. Like, you know, it, it just One job. The time flies. Yeah, yeah so so we're going to be there. We did we did the Calgary show last year. That was, that was good for us there. And we're just trying to get to all the provinces and go. Uh, and, Except you know, Quebec. like I still get emails uh like where can i get stuff or where can i look at it like like we had those guys mirror our website so when you look at final approach dot or fabrand.ca yeah. you know www.fabrand.ca it is the canadian site it is for canada it's in canadian dollars everything it is to cool. ship like yeah. all that so everything is done for you guys so I, I keep pushing that because you know like i said canada was such a huge market for us and we're still pushing to get the word out because people think you know think we just vanished and we're gone and i know how important canada was and i've been struggling to really push it so yeah really we're, we're excited it. you know some folks know we're we're up there and i just keep pushing it hard just to you know if I could move up there, I would. My wife says she doesn't want to be cold, that cold, but no. I keep pushing. I'd, I'd no. move south if sucks. I could. <laughs> um, no, but I, I thank you for what you're doing. Like, re- we really do appreciate it because um, and it's not that the America or the brands don't don't care about the Canadian market. It's just it, it's a small it's a small piece. And, and like uh Keith Hancock from Apex uh, Ammunition said, uh, it's easier to get ammunition into Afghanistan than it is into Canada. Um, so, um, Bro, I just told somebody the other day, I, I, I wish I was in the war business a little bit just to subsidize, <laughs> just to subsidize like all the money, like just to yeah. clear up some, because man, folks are making uh, uh, money at war. Like they always do. <laughs> yeah, they always do. Shit. But um Mario, buddy, thanks. You got to come back on. Um, we'll Absolutely. get we'll get Steve uh, from uh, Copped Up uh, uh, 
the straps. I forget. Yeah. Cop top custom. Yeah. Straps. Cup the waterfowl, Steve. Yeah. Yeah. We'll get Steve. We'll get David Bingham on. We'll get you on. Um, oh yeah. We'll, we'll just have a great, we'll have a great time. Um, oh, that'd be we'll great. Quick, I've, yeah. Go ahead. You do your thing. Sorry. Go ahead. We'll do a quick uh, round the table, give you the last words and then, uh, and then we'll start working on the next date that you're going to come on Philly awesome. to you, buddy. Mario, absolute pleasure. It was a, you know, a riot chatting and had some good laughs. And again, like I've been a long supporter of the FA brand and like, I've, I think I'm still rocking some FA mallards. And I know, <laughs> I actually know for a fact that the six black ducks I have out in my decoy shed are FAs. Nice. Still going strong. And nice. like, again, like I, I bought those. Oh shit! She would be fifteen plus years ago. Oh, I bet you was. And I bet you was still going strong, and I, I won't give them up for dead. Like, awesome! Yeah, you, you, you guys, you guys are doing well. Like you're nailing it. You're putting stuff into Canada. You're putting stuff into hunters' hands. You guys are hunters for hunters, and just keep doing it. Thank you, buddy. Yeah. Ryan. Yeah, <clears throat> nice meeting you, Mario. Um, Thanks, super, super fun time. Yeah. Um, I'm literally going to hang up after this, go in my garage and search for my uh, take them DVDs. If you don't have them, I know I have a box here. So don't I have when I come up there. Girl there. You What's better that? have your DVD player ready, bro, because I will bring a stack with me. I don't even You're man, almost, I'm, I'm a, you know, you know scared about it. there. I know Ryan. I'm scared. Like I'm scared. I'm going to find these DVDs and realize I don't have a DVD player anymore. Like, what's that? Like, yeah. it's like a VCR player now. Like I'm going to have to put, fire it in like the old PS4 or dust it off or something. I don't know, yeah. but you know, I'll figure it out, man. But uh, no, it was so much, it was so much fun and uh, a whole bunch of nostalgia for me. I had a lot of fun awesome. and uh, yeah, man, please come back on and good luck in Saskatchewan. Hope Pre you guys uh, slay the white devils. We're going to try. White devils. Mario, uh, last word to you, my man. Listen, appreciate it, you guys. Like, totally fun. Like, I love coming on podcasts like this where we're literally just shooting the shit, enjoying, like, we're, we're talking about tradition, we're talking about history, we're talking about, like, now, but we're always talking about, like, how to keep people in the sport and how to get everybody more, you know, a more cohesive unit and stick together. So, so that's the part that I like because, you know, I, I, I want to try to teach the younger generation, like what to do. And I'm not, it has nothing to do with, it. it's got to be like our way. Right. Yeah. We're just trying to say like, here's how we, here's how we came through and they don't have to come through the same way, but you know, here's something to do or something to learn or stick together. And, you know, don't bash your a guy on, on social. When you see him say, Hey man, way to go, way to shoot those birds. Like yeah. way to have a great day out. Like that's all, you know, yeah. that's really it. So yeah. Thanks for having me on. I can't wait to, to do it again. And then hundred percent we'll, 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 uh, we'll be out of hand at the sportsman show. That's that. Goes oh, that's, without saying. It's going to be, it's going to be so much fun. <laughs> it's going to be so much fun. Um, I, I will, I will, before I do my closing, I will tell you, I listened to um, Bobby Hayes's new podcast, the Ducklander call podcast, mm. um, which was episode two today. And he actually brought up cause he's talking about gear. And he's talking about, you know, gear that he uses and, and stuff that he recommends. And Bobby actually brought up uh, Final Approach uh, decoys and, awesome. and saying and saying just how durable they are, right? So we're um, pretty happy about that. That's what I'm talking about. You know, it's try to make something good that lasts a couple hunts and a couple years and a couple seasons. And absolutely. you don't have to replace every year. We're trying to get back absolutely. to the tradition in the old days. Yeah, absolutely. Ladies yeah. and gentlemen, this is episode 143 of the Union 0430. As always, we'll never pretend to be experts. We're a group of friends that absolutely love hanging out, drinking beer, uh, and telling lies um, because that's what hunters do. Big love. Look after one another, and uh, we'll see you next time.